life is a series of decisions that we make. Recently, I released a book called My Path, and this is all about living the life that you deserve, uh, putting your life in perspective and <clears throat> through your choices, uh, understanding your foundation in life and the direction that you wish to, to take. Yesterday, I met with an individual, uh, let's call his name Dave. And as I was talking to Dave, Dave had a series of business problems. COVID had not been kind to him. In fact, uh, as a result of COVID, he has 75 employees, which when he invited them to come back to work, they said, no, thank you. He got a handful, but for the rest, he had to leave out there because they essentially were making the choices that they needed to make in order to navigate through the new world of, of uh, life after COVID. And so Dave said in, in, in context of this, uh, he was also struggling to get back on track to the business model that he had before COVID. Uh, one of his key employees was also in the process of resigning, uh, going to a competitor. And as we sat there and I listened, I listen in context as a friend, not as an advisor. Uh, but the question I had for Dave is, I said, Dave, when you look at life, uh, knowing that none of us take U-Hauls to the grave, what matters to you? And he looked at me. He says, that's a good question. I said, let me ask the question another way. If you were on your deathbed and knowing that, that uh, life would soon come to an end and you reached up to the heavens and said, Dear God, give me 30 years of my life back. Uh, what would you do differently today that you would have helped you to cast your legacy in life and the purpose that you're living? Well, I think it's a good question for each of us to reflect on. As we go through life, none of us can predict the future. We're living through a constantly changing world. We're interacting with different people that influence our decisions, our emotions, our ability to uh, progress uh, until we can solve certain stumbling blocks that may exist in our way. So in order to press through, though, we often have to have an understanding of what is our foundation in life. When a person puts a home together, they can't put the roof on first or the walls up uh, first, the front door uh, or any of the other items until they have built a firm, solid foundation. If they don't follow the process of having a foundation in place, then essentially the strength of their, uh, their building will crumble when the storms come. Such is the case with life. Life is about building a firm foundation. Now, over the course of the interview with these critical thinkers that I have uh, had the opportunity to talk about their path, I have found three key elements to building a foundation, three areas that need to be addressed. They are 
what I call the three F's. Number one is faith. Faith in our uh, path, faith in our life that, uh, that, that we'll be able to move forward with the capabilities that we currently possess. Faith can also mean having a faith in God and a belief system that our life is only temporary here and that as we pass from this mortality, there will be something on the other side. So faith is important in our relationship with God and our relationship with others. I have a foundation and a Christian belief. However, when I pray, I pray to Elohim, Heavenly Father. And I believe that uh, Heavenly Father has put us on this earth to develop our faith. But he's given us that element of free agency. Heavenly Father also sent his only son, his only begotten son here on earth to help us back, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ has given us a lot of leadership and showing us the way by explaining to us a covenant path that we can enter into that will help us overcome the challenges that, that we, uh, we will face in life. If we will follow this covenant path, certain blessings will be given to us. I'd like to focus now on how do you have faith in a changing world? COVID and this pandemic has brought upon the great days of tribulation, days that have created havoc from the pattern of life that we had experienced for many years. We're not going back to what life once was. We are in a new world. We are in a changing world. When I discuss with people some of the challenges that they face in life, they'll often talk about depression, anxiety, uncertainty, and fear. Those are the things that are creating the most havoc in life of how do you navigate through life when your patterns have been completely changed? How do you make it through? The key here is that of the three F's, faith, family, and friends. This is a day of collaboration, a day when we need to depend more heavily upon God in our prayers, pleading with him for guidance, for direction, for protection, things that Heavenly Father can, can do for us uh, will enable us to reach the challenges, overcome the challenges that are set before us. God has given us a promise in life that as we sail through life, we will never be given a problem or challenge that we cannot overcome. Faith is an important part of living. Yes, we may have trials. Yes, we may have challenges. Yes, we may have uh, all sorts of problems, even though we still have faith, it's part of life. Adversity will come to us so that we can learn and we can grow. But nevertheless, as we hold to our iron rod in faith, we can overcome the challenges 
better before us because we'll have a, a greater hope that better days are ahead. The second area that that we talk about is is family. Family is a support system that's given to us in life. It's a support system that represents the foundation of protection, of home, of security. <laughs> Every one of us was born into a home, but not all homes are the same. We have different economic classes. We have different degrees of love within the home. Some homes are run in a very uh, loving manner, while others are in a very dysfunctional manner. Nevertheless, the fact that we were born into our circumstances does not handicap us and say we cannot put a strong foundation within our family. It's our decision. It's our choice. If we will hold to a rod and the pillar of working to have a strong family foundation, it will be easier for us to make it through life. When you think about family, I recently attended, well, not recently, it was about oh, 20 years ago, uh, a, a conference on the family with the United Nations. Uh, it was held over in Geneva, Switzerland. We had countries throughout the world come to our conference. They were of different faiths, different value system, uh, different languages. And here we were. Uh, with so many differences, trying to come to a unified resolution on the family. It wasn't easy, but what we understood is every one of us had a mother and we had a father. We had siblings, we had ancestors, and we have descendants. But the family is the fundamental unit of society. And as we sat together, we also realized, although we had different religions in the room, every one of us had a value system and a belief in a higher power. And we would often pray to that, uh, to, our, to our God. And um, it may be in different languages, different value systems, but nevertheless, that faith and family together helped to create a strong foundation, unified through a love of God and love within our home. The third area uh, for the foundation of life is that of friends. Friends that we uh, communicate with, that we interact with, they may be coworkers, but there will be people within the communities that we, uh, th that, that we live with as we go through life. Uh, we may be a member of a community service organization, Rotary, and have many friends within that. We may be inside a community church and have many friends in that. We may give service inside of a school and have many friends in that or, or even at work with coworkers. But as we come together in our various communities, they will be a group of individuals that we look to to collaborate to solve the problems that we have. This becomes my path, my path in life. People often talk about uh, in, in life, if you want to make a lot of money, 
um, hang out with people that have a lot of money, saying your net worth is equal to your net work. But I like to talk about money and financial resources. Money being a tool, knowing that we don't take money to the grave, what relevance is money? It's exactly that. It's a tool. Money can both enable and it can destroy. Be careful in the decisions about money and the desire to acquire it. If you want to acquire it for good in helping others, good thing. If you want to acquire it to accumulate and control, not so good if you're not using it for the right purpose. For it's said that money is the root of all evil. I want to now turn back to faith in, in saying that as you set goals in life through your path, ask yourself the question, in your value system, what is important to you? What matters? And how do you get from where you're currently going to where you want to be? It's all done through a deliberate plan. It's all done by making decisions that align with your goals in life, your mission, enabling you to reach uh, pinnacles of success. Now, I will share with you that I have worked with people that have a lot of money. And they tell me, I have all the money in the world that I could ever need. I could never spend it. And I'm the most unhappiest person. So take the lessons from those who have a lot of money and ask yourself the question, if you desire money, what do you desire it for? Is it for yourself, your selfish desires, or is it to give back and to enable and help in a philanthropic way? Remember, knowing that you take none of your money to the grave, what is it that you desire in life? So my path, is about uh, living a life that you deserve, setting a path, a purpose, a purpose for what you desire. Every one of us will have different capabilities in life. Every one of us will have our own story to tell. And I want to tell a story about an individual. I'm going to call her name Sherry. Uh, Sherry was a single mother. In her situation, her daughter uh, is, you know, was her life. And Sherry found out that she had cancer, terminal cancer, stage four cancer, cancer that was uh, bringing such uncertainty that she didn't know what would happen with her, her nine-year-old daughter once she left. And Sherry had a lot of concern with that. So Sherry took her plea to God. She says, Dear God, I, I want to live to see my daughter grow up. I want to live to see my daughter raised. And as she pled with Heavenly Father, she developed faith. Yet, aside from the prayer, Sherry wasn't sure on the next step. And sometimes when we pray, we may ask God for something, but we may not receive answers immediately. 
for some, they may lose hope. They may feel discouraged as though God is not hearing their prayer. I will assure you, though, every prayer that you offer to God in faith is heard by Heavenly Father, and it is responded to in his own time and in his own way. So as Sherry was going through this process, I, um, I happened to run into Sherry. It was the first time of meeting her. And uh, as we began the talk, Sherry says, Helen, there's something about you that makes me feel a little different. And I said, well, I don't understand. She says, well, she says, are you an evangelist? I said, Sherry, no, I'm not an evangelist. She said, okay. She said, but I, I just was having this certain feeling. And, um, and so I, with that, it was just a friendly introduction. First time I met her, didn't know her background or anything about her child. And, and uh, we went away, but both of us were serving in a community. And in a couple of days later, I was at a, another uh, community function, rotary meeting. And there was Sherry. And she came up to me and says, hi, Alan. And uh, as she began to speak, she says, oh, there's that feeling again. She says, is there something that I need to learn from you? Um, I said, why do you ask that? She says, because this is the second time that feelings come. And I told Sherry, there might be. And, um, and I said, if you want, I will invite you to my home for dinner. I'll introduce you to my wife, my family, and we can talk about this more. And so Sherry came over, and as we were beginning our conversation, she said, you know, Alan, I'm a very, very busy person. I don't have a lot of time. Just tell me exactly what I need to do. And uh, I responded, I said, you need to continue the journey that you set in prayer. For Heavenly Father has heard your prayer. He's given you some challenges. But he has introduced this into your life to help you through the path, the next steps and path for progression. Every one of us, as we go through life, uh, we may feel as though uh, we're going through similar things that Sherry's going through with some hopelessness, depending on prayer. And as we call upon Heavenly Father in prayer, there may be others that come to us in life. My encouragement is that you don't dismiss these individuals right away, but continue in prayer, asking Heavenly Father for guidance for the next step, and that you learn how to collaborate with others who may have the capability to solve the problem at hand. It's all about, in, the, in, in responding to faith, Faith is all about the ability to love God and love those around us. As we learn to love uh, the others and, and have a greater love for God, we'll find a greater progression and a greater degree of purpose within our love, within our, our life. Remember the words that you can always change me 
but you can't change others. The only one you have a right to change in life is yourself. And if you don't like the results that you're currently experiencing, then change. There's a word called repentance. And repentance means exactly that. Repentance means to change, to walk a new path. Repentance can be used in many types of contexts. Sometimes in the religious sense is referred to in a negative way that, you know, repentance is for sinners. Well, it's not always for sinners because it's also for people that need to change directions in life. Uh, we may not always be on the right course, but if you use the word repentance, remind yourself that repentance is all about the change in your life. It's not about changing other family members. It's not a, about changing your friend. It's not about trying to change God and, some, and tell him that, you know, you don't like the situation that you're in. If you don't like the situation, then repentance is for you. And through repentance, you can change your heart, you can change your circumstances, you can change your direction in life. But repentance is a tool to allow you to have a stronger foundation in faith, in your family, and in your friends.